and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello there, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast your one-stop shop for tips, insight, and support to help you to start, grow, and promote your impact business. This episode is part of a series looking at stories in business. And in our last episode, we looked at the six different types of stories that you need in business. Who I am stories, why I'm here, vision stories, teaching stories, values in action stories, and I know what you're thinking stories. But people often ask me where they can find their stories. And I believe there are three different places. The first is to draw on your own life. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, oh, but I don't really have any stories, Sarah. But the truth is, I promise you, you do. Hundreds, thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of stories. To paraphrase Isaac Dennison, to be alive, to be human, is to have many, many stories to tell. Just think about all the people you know and feel an emotional connection to. Each of those relationships contains a hundred stories. And think of all the places that you've been, from the hallways of your very first school to the doctor's office where you got good or bad news, to the villa that you spent your first ever holiday in. Every one of those places is the location of a story. The second place you can find stories is just collect them from the world around you. You live in a world that is entirely driven by and chock-a-block full of stories hiding in plain sight from the obvious places like bookshops and cinemas to the queue at the supermarket or the local McDonald's. Most of the time, we tune them out or we don't notice them. But once you start looking for them, pretty soon the question won't be, Sarah, where do I find stories? But how do I filter out the ones I really need? When you get to that point, you could use the six types of stories we discussed in the last episode as a starting point. So, for example, you're looking for who I am stories. So identify the top five traits, characteristics, flaws or virtues that you would want to share that will mean the most to your people. And then be on the lookout for stories that tell about those traits, those characteristics. Or maybe you're thinking about why I am here stories. So spend some time thinking that through. Why are you here? What motivates you? What brings you joy? What raises your hackles? Knowing that part of my why I'm here story is about my desire to ensure that nobody has to choose between purpose and profit means that I am always on the lookout for stories about people who have or have not made that choice and what happened. Thinking about vision stories. Okay, so think about what is your purpose? What truly is your long-term vision for the world? 
the vision that you are working towards, that you are wanting to make a contribution to. And then think about what the barriers are to that. What are the obstacles that your work will have to overcome? Look for stories that speak to that vision or those obstacles. When you think about teaching stories, identify five core lessons or five core insights that you want to share and also the five top lessons or insights that your people most need to hear. Values in action stories, one of the things that I teach as a central element of Actually Foundations is principles, is about helping you to identify and to clearly articulate what your principles are and how they show up in your business and your marketing. Now, once you have your three to five guiding principles, your core values in your business, then you can be looking for stories that illustrate their importance, not only within your business, but in the world more broadly. Now, I know what you're thinking stories means knowing exactly what are the key questions, the objections, the concerns that your clients raise, and then looking for the stories that help to answer them. Be curious. You will find stories everywhere once you know to listen out for them. So you can find stories by drawing on your own life. You can find stories by being curious and collecting stories from the world around you. And then the third way that you can find stories is to make them up. And I don't mean lie. I don't mean lie about your life or your work. I mean, literally make up fairy tales, parables, fables, stories that illustrate points that you want to make. Now, it could be that you adjust or adapt an existing fairy tale to suit your purpose, or you can start from scratch with a blank sheet of paper. Let me show you what I mean with this story, which I told during a recent masterclass. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. You've heard the tale of the three little pigs. Well, did you know that they once lived in Wonderland? alongside the Mad Hatter and the Dormouse. They decided to leave because they found the rule of the Queen of Hearts just a little bit too toxic for their gentle natures. And let's be honest, she'd been very angry with them for eating all of her favourite jam tarts. The three little pigs, Bob, Harold and Charlie, found themselves in the woods beyond Wonderland and in need of shelter. A storm was coming, and they knew that the big bad wolf wouldn't be far behind. Bob decided to build his little house out of straw. It was quick and cheap and could be done in a day, at least according to the straw seller whose ad filmed on his super yacht in Mauritius had caught Bob's eye on Facebook. Bob quite fancied a super yacht and wasn't a big fan of digging, so this was all very appealing. Harold and Charlie were not convinced by Bob's plans. It didn't seem like a straw house would be very sturdy when the winds came and the wolf came. But Bob was determined and within a day he had his house made out of straw and was tucked up inside, gloating at how quickly he'd gotten everything done. Now, Harold, who had been watching house builders on TikTok, decided to build his house from sticks. 
It wouldn't be as quick as Bob's house to build, and he'd need to dig some holes for his central sticks to rest in. But it wasn't too much digging, and sticks were so obviously much more robust than straw. Charlie pleaded with Harold to build a better, stronger house with some solid foundations, but Harold was almost as stubborn as Bob, and besides, he was getting worried about the winds and the wolf and wanted to get his house um, up as quickly as possible. I don't have time for all that digging, he told Charlie. I have far too many other things to do. So Harold dug some shallow holes for his central sticks and then built the rest of his little wooden house around them. Within two days, he was safely ensconced inside and gloating about how quickly it had all taken shape. Charlie was very worried about his friends Harold and Bob, but he could see the signs of the storm on the horizon and knew he needed to get cracking. So he got to work. First, he dug down deep and created some solid foundations for his house. Then he got some proper building blocks made of cement to build his house with. It took a while and the first rains of the storm started to fall just as he was finishing off his roof but he got it done. And although Charlie was tired, he was happily tucked up in bed, fast asleep in his lovely house when the storm began to really rage outside. The rain poured and the winds blew and Bob's roof of straw sprang a leak almost straight away. All his lovely things got soaked. But although his house was battered by the storm and there were some gaping holes where bits of his straw walls had washed away, it was still just about standing the next morning when the sun came up. Harold's house of sticks had also sprung a leak and his collection of hats from the Mad Hatter shop were all soaking wet. But his walls were intact and he felt proud that his house had weathered the storm. Storm? What storm? said Charlie as he emerged from his watertight house after a lovely long lie-in. He got to work helping Bob and Harold make repairs and tried to persuade them to adopt his house-building model and get some proper foundations in place for their homes before the wolf arrived. But they were absolutely determined little pigs, some might say stubborn, and they wanted to stick with their straws and sticks. That night, as the three little pigs snored in their respective beds, the big bad wolf came prowling through the dark. Sniffing the air, he grinned to himself. I smell little pigs, he thought. How delicious. The first house he came to was Bob's, which, in spite of a day of hard work repairing storm damage, was looking decidedly wonky and a little worse for wear. The wolf took a deep breath in, and then he huffed and he puffed and he blew Bob's house down and well that was the last anyone heard of Bob. The next house that the wolf came across belonged to Harold. This might be a bit more challenging but he took a deep breath and he huffed and he puffed and then he huffed and puffed some more and after a few minutes Harold's house came tumbling down and Harold was heard from no more. By this time, Charlie had woken up and was staring out of the window of his house. 
He saw the wolf, his belly all swollen from his first two courses, but with a hungry gleam still in his eye. And I won't lie, Charlie was scared. But he had faith in his house, so he stayed put and refused to let the wolf see his fear. A clever little pig, I see. Let's give this a go and see what we can do. And he took a deep breath in. And he huffed and puffed and huffed and puffed and huffed and puffed some more. But Charlie's house was built on solid foundations and the wolf didn't stand a chance. He couldn't blow Charlie's house down and eventually he gave up and went off in search of dessert. He was rather partial to a jam tart and had heard that the Queen was bound to have some at the palace. So, what do you think of my story? Which piggy would you like to be? Why not spend some time this week thinking about a teaching story you could write and share with your community? And if you'd like to share it in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group, I'd love to read it. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.